Welcome, everybody, to the American Outlaws podcast, the soccer podcast, where we talk about soccer games. I'm your host, Corey Charles Donahue. We got a lot of people in town today. It's a good day to do a podcast. It's a Sunday morning. It snowed eight inches last night. Twelve feet. Mm-hmm. Twelve feet last night. We uh, are hosting AO National folks here in Lincoln, beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska, mm-hmm. February. We got people in from Austin, Texas, and Los Angeles who couldn't wait to come enjoy the weather with us. Uh, let me walk you around the room. Let me tell you what's happening here. As I mentioned, I'm Corey Donahue. Uh, to my left, I got Donald Wine. Don, say hi. Hi, I'm ne- neither from Austin nor LA, <laughs> nor Lincoln. He just forgot about me, that's all. <laughs> I was thinking of the warm weather places, but okay. Yeah, what's it like in DC right now? It is about 50 degrees, which is about 50 degrees warmer than it is here. That's true. <laughs> so amongst other... Weather. Uh, Shout out, DC. Him, we have Justin Brunken. Hey, Corey. Hi, Justin. How you Welcome. doing? I'm doing okay, okay, great. I'm doing all right. Awesome. It <laughs> was a nuanced question with a nuanced answer. <laughs> Next to him is Megan Brunken. Megan, can you say hi to the team? Hi, guys. Hi, Megan. Thanks for uh, providing uh, a mimosa with blueberries in it for me this morning. Oh, you got blueberries? Oh, sure did, yeah. That's a, that's a life hack. You bougie bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that insulting voice was Dan Weersma. Dan, say hi. Hello, everybody. That's all he got. This is my NPR voice. voice. <laughs> I was Next. told to use that one instead. <laughs> Next up, we have the intern. I don't remember his name. Hi, intern. Hello. It's the one we always yell for in our podcast. <laughs> he's, he's finally in the room. They gave me a microphone today. I don't know what to do with it. Graduated. I'm kidding. I'm so proud. He's no longer an intern. That's Jacob Warnke. Jacob, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Corey. And next time, we got Ryan Rosenblatt, who's in town. Ryan, say hi, please. Hi. I'm eating a donut. <laughs> ah, donuts. <laughs> Hot take, bagel, go. <laughs> well, you know bagels, the useless cousin of the donut, right? <laughs> the is the obvious, <laughs> obvious choice. So you might be wondering, wondering to yourselves, did these guys all move to Lincoln, Nebraska, where it's beautiful? To cl- oh, absolutely not. To climb mountains and yeah. play on the beach of Holmes Lake? Nah, son. <laughs> absolutely not. These guys were in town because we had a uh, couple, a long meeting yesterday, a short meeting Friday. We like to get try to get together whenever we can, usually once a year, to uh, discuss all the ways that Justin's failing us and figure out ways it's to lot. improve it. It's a lot. Uh, it's it's a long meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long meeting, yeah. And we've uh, scheduled daily meetings for the rest of the year to fix it all. So <laughs> we've got a long year ahead of us. But it was a good meeting yesterday, and then we went last night to the Nebraska ball game all together, and Donald said some very hurtful things as a Duke fan about what Nebraska basketball is like. As it was no, 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 okay, so so he's not telling you the real story here. So he asked me to give a brutally honest assessment of Nebraska ball. Big mistake. Big mistake. I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even go brutal. I just went honest. Sometimes the truth hurts. Listen, I can confirm that there were multiple points where it resembled basketball. <laughs> and that was the nicest thing anyone said about it all night. I'm, He's going I'm easy a, on us. I'm but, a, but they won. We did. 
which is apparently, back, baby! which is apparently something that you guys haven't done in a long time. Wins over Northwestern only count as half a win. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's true. still point five. We'll call it a tie, whatever you want to call it. We all got free runs because yeah, so that was the biggest win of the night. That was the biggest win because it got over a hundred decibels on the noise meter, which apparently. Also doesn't happen often. Honestly, <laughs> the, the, the hundred uh, hundred decibels is is basically when somebody from Nebraska accidentally gets the medium heat salsa. Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> so basically, what we're at saying the restaurant is instead like, oh, that's spicy. What we're saying is, uh, put it, it back. Seems like, Call the manager. It seems like Dan, <laughs> Ryan, and I are undefeated when it comes to Nebraska ball, and that you guys should. Flies back here. Yet somehow I feel completely defeated. You might want to get serious about flying Listen, back here. I think it's that. I think it's because we motivated the players against the crowd's wishes to dunk the ball. <laughs> the crowd was upset with the dunks. They were yelling about how they wanted him to use the backboard, but we inspired dunks. I'm looking at Jacob. I'm looking at Justin. I say we walk out of this bitch right now. Yeah. You're saying some hurtful things right now. Luckily, this is not a Nebraska ball podcast. <laughs> it's not? Oh, I'm in the wrong room. All right, let's go next door. You made us watch Nebraska ball, and you think you're the aggrieved party. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as a Wisconsin fan. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Cut his mic. It looked wonderful. <laughs> that was the highest scoring game of basketball Dan has ever seen. <laughs> Holy smokes, the scoreboard didn't fry out. Dan, they hit 50, and Dan didn't know scoreboards went that high. But seriously, I think the biggest thing we took from yesterday's meetings was at the Nebraska ball game, which was that we need to get a T-shirt cannon for our tailgates. Mm, I know. We talked about this. That was a Gatlin gun that they had. We just it haven't was like a rotating one. We just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Just oh. It's like Dan's in a room or something. Thank you. Thank you. He got the first pun in on me. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's been... That marriage just got so much stronger. The marriage, I, I but to be fair, it. we definitely need to get one. I agree, hundred percent. How much are they? I don't. Does it matter? Here, I'll do some <laughs> does it? Matter? That's a kind of budgetary prowess. I like. <laughs> I Where's the intern to look it up? <laughs> if you just take it, it's free. Yeah, we should definitely get. It. How would we? How would you use it Wait, at the tailgate, Corey? I, I think Amazon, the original T-shirt launcher. We figured out a way to use. Uh, it's $699.30 shipping. That what? You don't get free shipping after spending $700? Do you, get shirt? Do you get shirts with it? No, it comes in five different colors. They got blue, <laughs> they got black, they got gold. So they have a hot dog they attachment? Red, and they got silver. Hmm. So we could get red. To be fair, that looks like a gun with a t shirt attachment to it. Like, I think you're buying a gun online. To be honest, I think a hot dog launcher at our tailgates would be much better. It'd be more efficient uh, instead of the line that we have for uh, our food because we can just shoot them out to people. So, so I agree. So this one looks really basically like a gun with like a silencer that is the shape of a t shirt uh, holster. So. It's probably better that one of you guys buy this one. I agree. This is my favorite soccer podcast. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we have not talked about soccer at all. Therefore, your intro is invalid. We're nine minutes in, and there's no soccer. In case you were curious if Dan is a dad, he just explained the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back to the soccer podcast, where we talk about soccer games and kicking goals. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here in Lincoln. We uh, appreciate you guys coming all the way here. Are you ta- redoing ta- the intro? I'm talking to the podcast listener. Thanks for joining us all the way in Lincoln. 
Have we done a podcast since the two the last games, two games that no. that uh, solidified the fact that we're winning the next World Cup? Yeah, no, we have not. Let's do that. We're undefeated under Greg 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 can score Greg Greg goals for us. Discuss. We played in Phoenix in front of I'm gonna say 70 people. It was a late announced game. It was 67. There was a WWE event. Any other horrible excuses we want to throw out? Um, that wasn't horrible. We had it. We, we had a Corey. We had a full section. Well, we did. Yes. Pretty full. Our section did look pretty full. It was the only full one. Comparatively, and uh, they didn't show the section under the cameras where it was absolutely empty. Correct? Wasn't yeah. one half of the field completely empty? A hundred percent. Yeah, and it was the. the TV side was the so. I didn't go in on the march, and so I was like kind of uh, cleaning up the tailgate. And when I was going in, still about you know 20, 30 minutes before the game, it was the quietest I've ever heard. Like walking into a stadium, <laughs> it was like dead silence, and no one else was walking. Did you get shushed <laughs> for walking? <laughs> Here, here's how bad it was. It was when I walked into the stadium. Normally, there's like security, and you they give you a hassle and. They're like, why are you why are you going in this entrance? You're supposed to be at door number two. These people were like so nice and were like, We are so glad you're here. Please come in this side. I walked in the premium entrance. It was great. Like it was air conditioned. Um, and literally took me six sections before I even walked past somebody. <laughs> Our section was like so much fun though. It was. It was loud, and everyone was having a blast and having fun. It was good. What day of the week was that game? Was that a Sunday, right? Sunday? Yeah. Uh, we played Panama, if I remember correctly, 1-3-0. Uh, Georgi Mihailovic, is that how you say his name? Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty uh, good, Corey. Thank you so much. I'm impressed. It might be the first time you got something right as a fact <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Antonio Lima uh, sent the ball in for the second goal. That's, I, my joke was that I was getting the next thing wrong. Oh. What, what's Do you want me to explain that joke? <laughs> what is Lima's? Lima's the guy who's shown, who's shown really well, the right back, right? Yeah. yeah. Nick Lima, right? He's been awesome. Uh, and I love that I went to Antonio. That was my first. That's, those are good improv skills, folks. Let's take some notes. Uh, yeah, what, what's Walker Zimmerman scored? Did Le, Lima set him up for that, correct? Yes, he did. Jonathan Lewis set up, uh, uh, who was that? Christian, Christian Ramirez for the third goal. That's right, yeah. Um, anybody big takeaways from that? I thought... It was I thought, nice to feel joy again. It oh, feels good to laugh, doesn't it, Dan? <laughs> it sure does. I, I was really amazed by the concept of, of the team having a plan and knowing <laughs> what they're supposed to do. I fully agree. And doing yeah. it, or at least attempting. They don't even yeah. have to execute attempting to do it. And it's kind of wild when you think about it. Because it has been eight years. Legitimately yeah. has been eight years since the U.S. men knew what they wanted to do and then and that, and that did it. The plan part. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I agree. I, feel, I did. I feel like they're all on the same page. See, you're focusing on the fact that we had a plan and actually attempted to execute it. You should have just stopped after we had a plan. <laughs> because we finally had one. Wow. What? What's that writer's name for The Athletic uh, that we were talking about last night? He's a good writer. Uh, Paul Tenorio. I, th I think it was his article I read that, like, after something happened in the game, we met, we did something wrong, and they, the camera shot to Greg on the sidelines, and he clearly said, like, 
turned to his players and like pointed at something. He's like, this is what we practice. This is what I meant. That's an exact situation where we were supposed to do this thing that we practice. And all the players are kind of nodding and, be, and like in agreement like they knew it was happening. I think Paul Tenorio talked about that. How long has it been since we've seen that on the sideline? I feel like it's been a long quick, time. Quick plug. AO members can get 50% off a subscription to The Athletic. <laughs> this is why he's here. Good work, Dan. Good stuff, Brought Dan. to you by <laughs> The Athletic. So first of all, Congrats to Corey on learning how to read. <laughs> Going on three weeks. <laughs> Second, I think it was um, if you go back and you watch U.S. Soccer's behind the crest videos Such from throughout video. that training camp, and it was wild. I think they're kind of two parts. To this, so we're, this is two parts inside of part two. Um, it's math, and so congratulations on learning math, Ryan. <laughs> Ooh. And so I think it was. I think it was one very cool how you would you could see a lot of times the whiteboard and they actually showed Burhalter explaining, you go here and you go here and they were drilling this in training and then when they talked to players after games, the players were like, yeah, we had some trouble here because we weren't working in our system and then in the second half, especially the San Jose game when the first half was not great and the second half was, they're like, yeah, we realized that we had to make this adjustment to make the system work. I'm like, whoa, whoa, so y'all drilled a system, knew when you messed it up, and then were able to fix it. That was wild. And then part two of that that yeah. I think was really cool, and Burhalter talked about it, and he would explain all those things. I'm like, can you remember the last time a U.S. coach was that open about what he was trying to do. He's like, I don't, I don't hate the media, and I don't hate having to talk to the fans. Yeah. I will literally just tell you what we're out here trying to do. I'm like, wow, a coach who wants right. to, you know, yeah. tell us stuff. We talked about that the last podcast because right. we were even like uh, showing clips of like from those videos, and it was just so impressive to me. Yeah, I don't even remember any time I've heard that because uh, when's the last time? It was more than eight years ago that we had probably had a, a coach that could explain that and the tactics. Well, yeah, Klinsman's explanations were usually, American fans are dumb. Uh, you wouldn't understand what I'm trying to do anyway. Yeah. And also, yeah. Klinsman would wake up. They'd work on a plan, but yeah. then he'd wake up and change it like the day before. Yeah, I mean, Arena has always never, he, he's been very interesting with the media. Bob Bradley tried very hard not to give anything away. Um, and, and so, like, if you go back, yeah, I mean, we have yeah. to go back to, I mean, Steve Sampson. Yeah. Was like, I mean, and like, that's not to say that, like, Were you Bob, even born yet? Yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> I was I was being potty trained, and um, I like and it's not that like say the Bob Bradley approach is wrong. Where he's like I'm going to keep everything close to this. That's perfectly fine. I think that Bob yeah. Bradley's a great manager, I but it is very nice as a fan to be able to like, oh, you're going to tell me some Correct. stuff. And it's not it's not a better or worse. That doesn't make Greg Berhalter a better coach than someone who won't say something. But as a fan, it's great to know it. Well, it helps you watch the, it helps you watch the game in a much different way. Yep. Like you're like, oh, so this is what he's trying to do, and that's what I'm going to look for. Yeah, and you mentioned the game in uh, San Jose against Costa Rica, right? And we won that 2-0. I'm trying to remember who scored that game. Anybody remember off the top of their It heads? was a legit goal, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was that header at the back Too post, right? Hey. Yeah. My boy Paul, Paul Ariola. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Ariola. Goal was the tip. The, le the legit part was especially cool, nice though, time. because the game was in San Jose. He's a Bay Area kid. And the last time he played in that stadium yeah. is when he suffered the foot injury that kept him out for a year. That's so right. first time back in San Jose in his hometown. And he also had the assist on Ariola's goal. Yeah. So he had a goal and assist. He came off the bench and is just like, yeah, I get on my back. We're about to win this. That's yeah. Nice. And you could tell from his face too, celebrating like how excited he was and how relieved he was with that yeah. performance. Yeah. It was incredible. Feel good for him. So how was the feeling? I wasn't at the game. Uh, raise your hand if you were in San Jose. You too? This is a great podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can please describe who raised their hands, Corey? How this is a the, visual uh, medium, okay? <laughs> thumbs up. How? <laughs> thumbs up. How was the section? Don't talk. <laughs> I'm just getting talked, please. Uh, Dude, section's always good. When you got every single and, time. When you got me and Donald on drums. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so so humble. Yeah. <laughs> was it fun? The, I, I heard it was super fun. Yeah, uh, the weather the weather was not ideal. The but, weather sucked. Uh, <laughs> that was my, not San Jose's fault. But, but Modesto damn. was absolutely incredible. So it was just like cold and rainy, and Modesto still shows up like cooking everyone tacos. Uh, Modesto chapter. I also want to give a shout out to AO San Antonio who created a taco off because they brought tacos as well. <laughs> they always they bring tacos, good. by the way. They always bring tacos. Yeah, they bring them. I don't know where Ryan Rosenblatt was. They did. But they they actually went home after the night before. Hammered and started making tacos, and Texas made tacos and marinated tacos all night. And they were like, well, you, "Y'all gonna have these tacos?" And I, for one, appreciate them. The weather was absolutely horrible during the tailgate, so I thought no one was gonna show up. And there is, it was big, and people were just loving it. People were just excited again, and you could kind of feel it there at the tailgate. And then bringing it into our little section, um, which is right, yeah, behind the goal as always. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I thought the section was good. Obviously, scoring goals. <laughs> That was winning games helps. That was my first time in Avaya for a match, and I really enjoyed the experience there. It was really, really cool. Like the the stadium itself um, was was the field not nice. so hot. I mean, I mean I, the field was terrible because yeah. the weather was terrible. But I'm gonna I, just say the men have played at Avaya twice and have two wins by a combined score of eight to zero. So hmm. more of that, please. Yeah. yeah. I like that score goals and don't let them score strategy. Yeah, I like that's that too. definitely that, that Greg Berhalter's best tactic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the weather inside Captain Jacks here in Lincoln was beautiful. Uh, it was a Saturday afternoon at two. I seriously, I, well, no, I, I say that not as a joke, but to lead up to, it felt like old times back when the U.S. men's team mattered, and like just the energy. Jacob, you were there, right? It was, it was packed. So much. Two fun. in the afternoon. There was an energy. Everybody was into the game. Uh, close chances were like, if it just felt like a meaningful game, even though it was a January, February friendly. The so, chanting for friendlies was back. Like, yeah, we haven't had that at Cal. Was it really? It has been we're a long, actually long chanting time. during a friendly, was like, which was amazing. Goal celebrations were fun. Uh, the game got over at like four, and there were people who <laughs> took it upon themselves to start dancing, which I'd never seen at Captain Jack's really before. That was awesome. Uh, it, it was just, it felt like the start of a new era to me. I can I can report at the chapter bar in Austin. It was a similar optimistic feeling. Yeah? Like, I, I think I saw a couple of people smile. <laughs> there were some high fives. They must have been <laughs> far away from you then. <laughs> uh, that's, that's mean. That's a, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I was trying <laughs> to mean. deliver some well, good news. Well, Corey apologized on the podcast. Incredible. <laughs> we must all be really or tired. Or just in life in general. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, those were uh, – anything else on those two games, guys? I mean, we get to see the full strength side in, in March. We'll be exciting, and we can segue to that in, in a little bit. Yeah. I'd say thank you to uh, AO Phoenix and uh, AO San Jose for hosting us. They were both gracious hosts, did a great job with the night befores and tailgates, and uh, even with the weather, um, really showed out. And and Modesto for cooking, as uh, as Justin alluded to. Um, It was all great. So here's a question. So from the players that played in the last two games, which one of those get called up in full strength squad? I'd say Lima uh, showed, showed really well. 
Zach Steffen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's an easy one. Michael Bradley will be Skimmy. back, I would imagine, right? Ooh. Look, people hate, but he he played very well in Phoenix. Yeah, it, people are gonna people are gonna really hate this part of the podcast, but he played really well in Phoenix. I, I too am very upset that a guy that has played for the team for more than a decade and been very good played very good. That is upsetting. <laughs> Thank you. But 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 World Cup. <laughs> yeah, but All his fault. But, but right, so I, like, think, I think Zimmerman will be back. Yeah, I mean I think Zimmerman will get yeah. a look. Lima, Lima Stefan. Um, Bradley, as you said, Georgie, I think maybe uh, I don't know with the full team right away, but yeah. I think Aaron Long will definitely be back. He yeah, played yeah. really well. Well, he was the captain for a game, oh. or both, both both games, both yeah. games, and he played really well. Yep. Ariola, he'll probably be like right on the yeah. I mean, I think Legette will be back. Um, if NYCFC wants to, you know, let Jonathan Lewis play more because he plays well, I think he'll be back too. Um, <laughs> I think I think they should start playing their their good players. It's weird this coach is making <laughs> making these players look good and play well. And I think Zimmerman and Long definitely made a case for Miazga isn't the guaranteed second center back alongside Brooks. Mm. I, I'll say this: I don't think there's a first or second center back right now. Brooks yeah, Brooks has not put together consecutive good months in yeah. several years. Miazga had barely played when he was in France and. Well, he left and now, right, so like he barely played. He got booted out of there. He doesn't know where, we don't know what's going on. I don't think there's a first, second back. I don't think there's a third. I think we got six or seven maybes, and we got a couple years to figure out uh, who wants those spots. What I loved about Zimmerman, too, is actually from the behind the crest videos. I thought he was like actually like somewhat of a leader uh, in that young squad and love it. I don't think Brooks or any of those other people are like leaders back there. And I thought he just like kind of helped kind of control the back and like and, and just have fun with the players. I don't, I don't know about that, but I, I will definitely say that that man is a great, great value uh, Hemsworth. Very handsome man. And that is huge. <laughs> he was very popular last year during the uh, AO Supporters Cup when they all came out in L.A. and took pictures and, you know, said a few words. But he was very he was very focused on he, it seemed like just from the limited time we got to know him. He's very friendly, but he's also very focused on getting better every single day. And I think that's the mentality that a lot of these players should have. And I think that is why he's probably going to be around for a while. Talk about the Supporters' Cup, though. Donald, you put you had a good hat game. Trick? No. no, no hat trick. But that was a lot of fun. So in Phoenix, we had all the fans uh, show up, uh, play the Supporters' Cup, the what, the fifth or sixth annual? Fifth? Fifth. Yeah. Because it was three cupcakes and then two supporters' cups. They made me play the whole game, which was really tough to do. 80 minutes. So you have to be aggressive in starting and aggressive in knowing when to sub off. And I was both. <laughs> uh, our team did not win, and we lost by a lot of goals. End of the conversation. Fun, it was fun, though. <laughs> yeah, so much fun. Speaking of what made me think of this, I don't remember. But uh, didn't Brad Evans come to your night before party in Phoenix? Is that correct? Yeah. How was that? Did he? Uh, did you tell him that his most memorable goal, uh, which I'm sure he watches every night yeah. at his house, that right after that you do that really funny reaction where you're like, <laughs> No, do you know in that game? Uh, so I was in Jamaica, and uh, this is the f 
the celebration wasn't like this. We literally jumped the railing and ran onto, we the, ran track, onto the track. And the security were just celebrating with us. They didn't care. Like, no problem. Mom. Literally, I ran to the to where the 100-meter start would be where Usain Bolt would win every single time. And I literally got into a starter's pose. <laughs> from and the guy goal. was just laughing. That was more memorable. It was just like there was like 20 people from our section that just got on the track jumping up and down. And the security's kind of jumping with us. That's cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the office is just amazing. That was the that was first time. Stadium. That was the first time that Sunil told us to sit down. No, he said that in Jamaica. He, he said it in Cuba? Jamaica. Remember, because they kept trying to get us to sit down. He goes, "Why don't you sit down?" And we're like, "Shut up, Sunil." That was just before we told him to step down. Am I right? Thank you very much. <laughs> that was one of my favorite games, though. Oh okay. my god. Okay, so we've got uh, Ecuador and Chile coming up. With our full squads. So that means we'll be bringing back European players such as Josh Sargent, DeAndre Yedlin, Tyler Adams, who's Craig, having a great. Craig great, yeah. Who? Tyler Adams having a great season so far, right? <laughs> Craig. Craig Pulisic. It's the brother of Christian. <laughs> Gary Pulisic. Gary, uh, no, that's right. <laughs> um, Tyler, or Tyler Adams had a really good start at uh, Leipzig, right? Is where he's at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Sargent. Who am I forgetting? There's somebody. It is first assist. His first assist. Uh, yes. So yeah, uh, big things are happening. That's going to be really, really interesting and exciting to see us play. Ecuador and Chile, both good teams. Real quick plug: AO tickets are still available. Still available. For nice. We forget to do that stuff on this podcast. The AmericanOutlaws.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, still available are the She Believes Cup tickets. Yeah, we right. even got to the women's team over. Yet. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Around that time, end of February, early March, we play the women's team plays Japan, England, and Brazil in the She Believes Cup. We really need those warm-up games before for, before our kickoff of the World Cup against Thailand. We got to get in top shape to play Thailand. What does anybody have a score pre- prediction for that Thailand game, or am I getting a lot to very little? You think we can score a touchdown? If we win by one goal, I'll be happy. If we win by two goals, I'll be thrilled. If we win by three goals, I'll be ecstatic. But just win. I feel like if we're in the 90th minute, we're only up by a goal. That's I would not be happy. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I sidetracked you from your March discussion, though. Oh No, that's also part of March. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for those, for those games as well. But uh, the Orlando and Houston games, uh, I... I'm not a super good predictor of lineups, but do you guys think there will be any surprises in the lineups against Ecuador or Chile with all the European players coming back? Christian Pulisic's going to start. Yeah. Is there any chance that Horvath starts in place of Zach Steffen, or is Zach Steffen starting? No. (laughs) Horvath had had the only uh, performance of the – 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the U.S., uh, US uh, Italy, and Belgium. Oh, that was the only thing anyone in the stadium was cheering about, at least on the U.S. side, is Horvath's uh, performance there. It was incredible. I'll give him a start. Horvath? Yeah. That's he's doing, he's doing great in, what, Bruges? Bruges. I, I think the, the thing about, and this is kind of what we've seen so far in 2019, at least for me, is 2018 seemed like a lot of people felt like watching the team was a chore. Like, it was something on your to-do list. We're all fans. We're all fanatics. But it was like, hey, I have to stop and watch this game. I don't really feel good about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
the first two games left cause for people to be like, hey, I'm actually excited to watch this team now. So that's like what, why I think, um, oh, yeah. you know, the, the really yeah, like the games in March, people are very excited about in Orlando and Houston, and, and we have some uh, some good people going already. We have a nice, nice uh, section for those. So I feel like the excitement is starting to trickle back slowly but surely. Full strength, full strength squad with uh, Greg, yeah, Greg, 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 Greg. I'm excited. I know you can't tell because I'm really tired. <laughs> I think morning. we're all a little tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're not feeling the energy in this podcast, it's uh, yesterday was a long night. We've been beat. <laughs> yesterday been, was a yeah. long. Yesterday was a long week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is all kind of building up to a crazy summer of a Gold Cup and Women's World Cup at the same time. This is where I look to Dan to plug all the tickets that we have available. Do you have tickets, uh, Dan? We do we, have tickets. Oh, okay. I, uh, I want to say specifically Minneapolis because a lot of sections, uh, a lot of stadiums sold out. Yep. Our section is still has a few left. So, yeah. brand new stadium, first game of the Gold Cup, right? I believe. Yeah, first game of the Gold Experience Cup. Experience Minnesota nice in the summer. Oh yeah, it'll be beautiful. It will be nice. This is a tourism for the state of Minnesota ad now. I think a lot of people are going to that Minnesota game and then flying directly from there to France for the Women's World Cup. Uh, you can get direct flights. So that's an idea for all of y'all out there. I think there is a lot of people still debating on going to Gold Cup or France still right now. You're looking at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you have the choice, you should watch the number one team in the world play uh, in a place with lots of wine and baguette. <laughs> We heard about that yesterday. The soccer is better. The and, food and is cognac. better. The, don't forget, the, don't forget their cousin cognac. Yeah, uh, that was good there. But me, if you want to find Hen Dog, me and Hen Dog are going to reunite this summer. So where are they going to find you in uh, France, Ryan? Where How are they going to find, find you? Yeah, in a cafe. <laughs> I, I I think there's a joke here that I am missing. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just was trying to get you involved. He, he was talking like yesterday, calling, like, like he's on the kid uh, 24 seven. He's going to have a bottle of wine in a baguette in his pocket. So oh, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Ah, <laughs> uh, baguettes, the donuts, use, useless cousin. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, keep going. It needs a little work. <laughs> is that your stand-up routine? Yeah, this is part of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Was working, hey, he's working I have a note it. in here on my stand-up what, chunks. One bright side do. about uh, the Gold Cup, we are the defending champions. That's right. <laughs> but what are we playing for? Just pride and the Gold Cup trophy? Do we know anything about the Confederations Cup yet? The only thing we have to play for right now is pride. If, if we win the Gold Cup, there will be no CONCACAF playoff. Whether we play in a Confederations Cup or some bona fide super pseudo European World Nations League, we don't know. But at least we won't have to do that stupid one-off game that we did four years ago. You mean by stupid one-off game, do you mean the super exciting, fun event that I went to? Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about that stupid game. <laughs> that we lost 4-2. Is that the one you're talking about in the gold or at the Rose Bowl? 3-2. No, three two. We lost an extra oh, time. Overtime. If we, if overtime. Corey, Love it, Corey. Corey, who hurt you? <laughs> if I was a. We don't have enough time on this. Four two, four two was the Bob Bradley gold. That's the one. Yeah, what that. Do you do? That was brutal. For, for, well, the forever Gio DeSantos. Yeah. Over Tim Howard. Uh, yeah. I think it's. I think it's time we stop playing Mexico at the Rose Bowl. I think that Hot time take. was a long time it, ago. It is not going well for us. Yeah. Yeah, let's, talk, let's tell CONCACAF that. 
I haven't paid attention to Mexico's team since the World Cup at all. How are they doing? Do they still have this? Who's their manager? They hired know. Tata Martino. Yeah, that's right. And so he, he like Berhalter, has not had a chance to really do much. He hasn't had a full team yet. So okay. we'll find out what Mexico is in March the same we time we find out what we are. And in the Gold Cup final, hopefully. I don't think they're going to make it that far. They? Really? Oh, no. We'll, we'll be fine. I don't know about them. Mm. Really? Love it. Love it. I predict... I predicted this a couple months ago. I predict that we will win the Gold Cup over Costa Rica. You think Costa Rica is making it to the final? Hmm. The team we just beat 2-0? Damn, Hell yeah. Hmm. Love it. Well, uh, on the same day we win the Women's World Cup. We're at we're at thirty minutes. That's that's good for this morning after <laughs> podcast. I agree. We got to go get some runzas, man. Yeah, the free, free runzas. runzas. <laughs> Thanks to that Doesn't killer atmosphere that. at Pinnacle Bank Arena here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> uh, I know Ryan just shook his head. He was going to say something, then decided to shake his head instead. <laughs> we appreciate that uh, holding back. Right? I'm just here so I get runs up. I really, I, I, I genuinely say this with, with all the love in the world. I, I disagree. I, I hope that Nebraska ball makes the NCAA tournament. Don't ask me if I think it's going to happen. I hope it does. Great. So that three people in this room are happy. My, my, my main takeaway from that game last night is the Nebraska coach looks like Mr. Grimes from The Simpsons. Yep. He does. 100%. Google Tim Miles, Nebraska ball, and Mr. Grimes are grimy from The Simpsons. Yep. Good old grimy. Yeah. Good old grimy. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about Tim, too. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, you have that little, you have that app that has a percentage thing yeah. of like Nebraska ball, the percentage to make the tournament. Yeah, I got it <laughs> right here. It every day. <laughs> oh, I got it right here. Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a meter. This is how we're ending the soccer podcast. <laughs> it, was that, it was that dark red in the 99 percentile the whole season, and then we had a month where we lost every single game, and now we're down at 17. 17 percent. Yeah, but the U.S. women have a 100 percent chance of going to the World Cup. <laughs> yes. uh, Love it. That's how we're ending this. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for coming to Lincoln. Very, very uh, honestly, um, and also very honestly, let's get you out of here because uh, I can't take your insults anymore. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Megan, thanks for providing the food. Um, Next podcast, I don't know, sometime soon? Yeah, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Tickets are available out there, guys. Thank you for everything. We will see you soon. Thanks, guys, for being here. Bye.